Well, hello. Welcome back. TWP Conversations, the whole pastor, uh, the whole pastor.org. Um, my name is Bobby Contreras. We are calling this season two. So welcome to season two. This is going to be the first episode of season two. It's been a while since we've had a TWP conversation, but we are back. Uh, maybe some of you are listening to my daughters and I as we're journeying through the month of May. Uh, we're calling it May B. Um, and so that's been a lot of fun. If you haven't checked that out, please do. That's uh, it's a great listen to. It's about eight, eight or so minutes uh, uh, twice a week. Um, but this is TWP Conversation, and I'm super pumped to have conversations with pastors, ministry leaders, uh, all across the state of Texas, and maybe even beyond that. Um, but to start things off for season two, I've got a friend of mine, Daryl Tomasek. Did I say that right? Tomasek, but close Tom- enough. Oh, see, I was practicing before we came on, and I thought I should ask before we recorded, and I didn't. So say it again, Daryl Tomasek. Daryl Tomasek. So um, Daryl, tell us who you are where you're at. Tell us about your family and the church you're serving at. Awesome. All right. Uh, yes, I'm Daryl Tomasic, and I serve at Northside Baptist Church in Victoria, Texas. I've been here about six years, a uh, bit of a, a winding road to get here. Uh, kind of strange. Uh, this is the area in which we started out. My wife was actually raised in Victoria, and uh, we had left the area for about 20 years, but God has brought us back. And so um, I am married to Kimberly, and we have two boys, Bryce, who is a sophomore at Dallas Baptist University, uh, runs track and cross country there, majoring in biblical studies. And then I have a son that's in eighth grade, wrapping up eighth grade this next week, uh, Braden. And so he's, uh, he's my basketball player. Awesome. That's awesome. And well, I mean, so I got, I wrote it down so that I could understand Tomashek. Uh, so I got it now. Where, where, where's that name from? Where, yeah. where are you from originally? Yeah. So I, it's a Czech, uh, Czech origin name. And so, uh, the third third generation American on one one vein of the family tree and fourth generation American on the on the other side. So uh, our family came over as uh, communism was coming into Czechoslovakia. Uh, folks put their kids on boats and sent them to America, basically. And so they were showing up here 13, 14 years old no connections, nothing, just figured it out somehow. And so uh, my, my father's side, I was the first one to ever graduate college. And so oh, that's awesome, man. That's so cool. Well, and so a little bit about where we met, um, you and I both serve on uh, the Texas Baptist Executive Board. Um, how long have you been serving? Uh, I, three years, I believe. Uh, I just completed three. So okay. up for another term. So. Yeah, I believe I came on maybe right before you. Um, okay. Yeah, maybe I was about a year before you. Um, okay. But that's where we met. We both served there. And um, man, I apologize. I don't remember our um, uh, love at first sight moments. Um, but I do remember we, uh, maybe you do. Do you remember the first time we met? 
just somehow we clicked and seemed to find time to visit every time we're there. Yeah. So it was like 90 something people in the room, 91 uh, executive directors and then plus staff and, and other leaders that are there. Um, but yeah, we, we connected. Um, we found that we have a similar passion in running, which we'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, but we also um, just share, um, I think, a, a same love for our family, for our ministry, um, and where God has us um, in our uh, respective communities. And so that it has been fun uh, that we've been able to get together uh, quarterly um, and, and see each other when we, when we visit in Dallas for executive board. Um, so that's, that's where we met. Um, and so, uh, well, why don't we do this? Why, why pastoring? What, what, what was it for you? Um, when did you know you wanted to be in ministry of some sort? Um, and, and tell me maybe a little bit about that journey. Awesome. Okay. I, uh, I felt called to ministry at 16 years old, but I didn't, I didn't have a concept of being called to ministry. I just had never heard that phrase or that that concept really fleshed out. I just knew God was really stirring something in my heart. And uh, I grew up in a little bitty town, uh, Markham, Texas, uh, probably 800 people there. And so our church there was pretty small. I would say Easter Sunday, we might have topped 100. Other than that, you know, probably trucked along about 85. And so, you know, you were more connected to your pastor than maybe if I had grown up in a large church and uh, went to talk to him and said, yeah, I I feel like God's doing something. I know I'm saved. I don't know what's going on. Uh, And he, he just asked me, Hey, why don't you go back and pray? Maybe God's calling you into the ministry. And as I began to pray through that, I really, you know, it, it really became clear uh, that that is what was happening. Uh, he, you know, I was back in the day when you had Sunday morning church, Sunday night church, Wednesday night church. And uh, he, uh, about six weeks after I, I made it public that I felt called to ministry, he had me up preaching on a Sunday night. Oh, wow. And uh, the whole book of Jonah in, in nine minutes. And so uh, <laughs> anyway, he really mentored me and a couple of my friends felt called to ministry and, and we're all in full-time ministry now, uh, but just really mentored us and grew us, grew us up. Uh, but as I kind of launched out into my own ministry, it was actually in the areas of, uh, you know, youth ministry and college ministry. And I really thought I was a lifer with youth ministry. I loved it. Loved the teenagers, loved the you know, tenderness of their hearts and just the openness to what God is doing. But uh, I was youth ministering in a little town not far from where I am now, First Baptist Bloomington, and it was a part-time position. I was about to get married, and I was kind of feeling like maybe God was leading me to something full-time. And uh, we started looking for a full-time youth ministry position, and our director of missions at the time asked me to go preach at this little church that was looking for a pastor. And I still didn't really have any desire to pastor, uh, but we went, preached, and they asked to come back and preach again. And then it started becoming pretty clear that God was going to call us uh, into that pastorate. And so a few months later, uh, we went back and preached in view of a call. And uh, man, as soon as I landed in pastoring, you know, people always tell you, oh, you think youth ministry is hard. Wait, you know, wait till you, till you pastor. But to me, pastoring has been so much easier, so much more of a natural fit. It just, you know, 
as soon as I stepped into that, I realized, yes, this is, this is what I was made for. And so, uh, anyway, pastored that little church. Was, we were only there about a year and a half, uh, left there and moved to a church closer. I was going to Southwestern seminary, but the Houston extension. And so we moved church closer to, to the seminary and, uh, anyway, finished up school, got that done. And, um, uh, Anyway, we uh, have made stops. We were in Yoakum to start, went to Louise, Ganado, down to Corpus. We were up at Canyon Lake for seven years, and now God has, has us here in Victoria. Uh, been here six years, and feels like we're just getting started. Man, that's so awesome. What a story. Um, Northside Baptist Church, if you're in the Victoria area, man, I, I'd highly give a recommendation uh, to, to head over there. That's so cool. Um, in light of where you're at, where your family is at, um, this is, I, this is a question that I, I know as pastors, we get asked often. And so I, I felt the need that we should ask this for, for those that are listening probably are mainly pastors or church leaders. Um, what would you say, and it doesn't have to be a long extension, uh, just a, a long exhaustive answer, but just what do you feel is mainly the hardest Thing right now within ministry as a church leader, as a pastor, and maybe what is um, the most fun or just a, a, a victory that you're celebrating right now? So hardest and uh, maybe a highlight. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the challenges we face, I mean, we're one thing, we just came through a season, of course, uh, with COVID. I feel like we made 10 years worth of decisions in two years mm-hmm. and you know, we're making them based on information we have and then everything got so politicized and so every decision just was sort of uh charged and so i think you know just that that the challenging thing however it sort of lands is that the fact that you know it's on your desk you have to make that decision everybody else gets to talk about it they get to you know, deliberate that you, you make those decisions. And, you know, some of those decisions are pretty simple, but some sting and they cut. Sometimes you make decisions that you wish you didn't have to make, or, you know, the cost of the church is high. And uh, so I think just that, you know, especially what we've just come through, just the one decision after another. And my concern for myself and pastor friends around has been, man, where are we spiritually, emotionally, mentally, because it's been a grind and uh, just really the guys close to me, encouraging them to step back and breathe a little bit because it has been just, just crazy, you know, the the things we've gone through. But uh, so I think, you know, to me, that's the challenge. I think in ministry, we're by nature fixers, we're by nature grace driven, we're by nature, you know, redemptive. And it's hard sometimes when you got to make decisions that cut against that wiring because that's how God put us together. But sometimes we have to make those decisions. So I think just being aware of that is helpful. Uh, but you know, for the highlights to me, is just seeing, getting to journey through those spots with people. We've had a ton of babies born in our church recently. So, you know, getting to be there for that and then baptizing, you know, baptizing anybody's exciting, but, you know, you got a lot of, a lot of kiddos, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old coming to understand their need for Christ and getting to baptize them. Of course, Mother's Day just passed and we dedicated a number of babies on Mother's Day. And so to me, there at those sort of, 
I've done two, two weddings here in the last couple of months. And so just those sort of highlight life events, having the privilege of journeying with people through those things is that, that, that makes it worth it. So. Man, that's awesome. Um, I, I, I think you've said that uh, super well, and we didn't even plan this, but what an awesome segue to say. So um, the whole pastor, the whole pastor blog, TWP conversations, all of this that we do was built around the fact that we've realized pastors need they need assistance. They need help. They need a support system. Um, the dream is that the whole pastor is a um, is a central hub where we can share resources, um, where we can connect with each other, and and absolutely, as you said, number one that we can point pastors to Jesus. Uh, pastors need Jesus just as much as everyone else does. Um, and so you said it like super well. And, and I agree, I think spiritually, emotionally, um, pastors are, are, are a bit drained right now. And so the whole pastor exists to focus on the spiritual, the physical, the mental, financial, and the relational health of the pastor, pastor's family, pastor's community. And so that's the holistic approach to the whole pastor. And so, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That's, that's the whole reason why we exist. That's why we're doing this podcast. And that's why we're having these conversations with, with pastors, um, and way to celebrate those babies. We too have had a lot of babies, uh, born where what, what, I mean, just that's, that's awesome. That's a, that's a huge, uh, celebration. And let me say this, this weekend, um, as we record this, this weekend, we're celebrating our graduating seniors and we give two gifts to our seniors every year. Uh, we give them a hammock, one of those Eno hammocks, and we give them a Nalgene water bottle. And so just a word for you pastors out there, uh, we give a hammock and we speak to these uh, graduating seniors to take time for rest. Um, to find true rest in Christ. Um, just as comfortable it is to lay that hammock out in the shade somewhere and to take a nap in it, uh, we want to impress on them and uh, on pastors and church leaders and their families to find true rest in Christ together. Uh, we give a water bottle to remind them uh, to keep the source of that sustaining living water of Jesus um, full within them, inside of them as a spring, as a living well. Um, and so maybe that's a word for pastors who are listening today. And if we need to purchase hammocks and water bottles and send them off, maybe that's what we should do for pastors. But, um, so, so thanks for sharing that. That's kind of the overarching vision of, uh, of the whole pastor blog. One of the things that we've talked about, um, in person or in, in our own conversations, even while we were on the treadmill together, is one of the ways that I like to uh, stay physically fit or clear my mind mentally, emotionally is to get out and run. And you and I share that um, hobby, habit. Uh, we like to push ourselves in the run. So just how did you get into running? Um, where has that taken you? We'll talk about your birthday here in a little bit because it's something that is hopefully inspiring. It's been inspiring to me and I hope it's inspiring to other people. But where did the uh, aspiration to get into running, uh, where did that happen and where's it, where's it taking you? Right. So at high school, I was a runner, uh, you know, ran track. I don't think we had cross country. If we did, I didn't know about it. Uh, little 2A high school. So uh, anyway, I uh, ran in high school and enjoyed it. Uh, used it big time in high school as a coping mechanism. I, uh, some things that at home weren't great. My parents uh, ultimately ended up divorcing. And so it was kind of this escape 
uh, for me in high school. And then when I graduated high school, I just sort of tossed the running shoes in a, in a corner and didn't touch them for the next 20 years. Uh, but when we went to First Baptist Church, Canyon Lake, our director of missions there, his name was Robbie Partain. Uh, he had a similar vision for pastors in his association as, as the whole pastor does. Uh, just really wanted us to be healthy and encouraged that. Well, he and a, a small group of pastors ran together. Uh, you know, they just get together once a month or so and, and run. And he really encouraged me to, to pick it up. And so, you know, I'll go down to, to Academy or whatever, buy a $40 pair of run shoes and <laughs> years old trying to run and some cheap run shoes and wasn't long, shins hurt, my knees hurt, everything hurt. And uh, that's when I realized, no, you gotta, at this point, you gotta go buy some good shoes. But uh, started running, uh, and so did a few 5Ks, a couple of 10Ks. Uh, of course, Canyon Lake's just outside of New Braunfels. And so in that New Braunfels area, um, there's a, uh, there, I think it's gone now, but there was a uh, uh, half marathon uh, that was very Christ driven. And it was for uh, help fund adoptions for uh, families to adopt. And so signed up for that uh, half marathon the first time. And, uh, you know, to me, that it just seemed like the big goal uh, at the time. And uh, ran that half marathon, and after that, was pretty much hooked. My son picked it up uh, right after, you know, me, the one that's running in college now. Of course, he's just taking it to levels that uh, I, I never could. But anyway, I uh, just fell in love with it, found, you know, the physical health, yes, but just a lot of mental clarity you find out on the run trail and uh, just sort of being able to get out there, run, pray, process, uh, that sort of a thing. Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. I'm, I am the same way. Um, it is very much running for me is very much physical. Um, it's a drive. It's a motivation for my physical health, but it's very much emotional, mental. Um, it's a time to get out. Um, let me ask this question. I'm going to put you on the spot. Did you run today? Uh, yes, I did this morning. So awesome. I ran just a 5k this morning, but, uh, was trying to kind of see what was in the tank speed wise. So I kind of ran a negative split 5k this morning. So awesome. That's great. Yeah. I did, uh, I did five miles this morning. Um, did you do it before the sun came up? I did. I got out about seven. And so you know, our sun's getting up early now. So, uh, it was, it was already, but it was a little cool here. I don't know about theirs. It wasn't too bad. So no way, man. I was out at five fifteen AM this morning and it was hot. It was, oh. It was, okay. it was warm. Um, maybe not as hot as it has been, but it was, it was for sure if I was in a singlet. So it was for sure. That's what I needed to be in. Um, but, oh, that's so cool. That, that is awesome. Um, your son, Bryce, um, uh -huh. he, he's at DBU. Um, he ran in high school. Um, uh -huh. and he, I mean, from what you told me, he is, he is pushing it. How's this season? He did both cross country and he's done track with DBU. Right, right. This season was actually interesting for him. He, uh, in his second cross meet, he stepped in a hole uh, and got injured. And so he missed cross season. And then when indoor track came around, he was in distant shape, but not racing shape. So he only ran one meet to get a qualifying time for outdoor season. And then he ended up with a very bad stress fracture at the beginning of outdoor. So he missed his entire year. Uh, but interesting, it's been 
very spiritually significant for him yeah. being on the shelf. And uh, he's had to uh, kind of sort through. I talked to him the other day and he said he had really allowed too much of his identity to get wrapped up and running. And, um, you know, it's it's been a spiritually significant year for him not being able to do what he loves. Yeah, I was writing this down. You said it was a significant moment for him as he uh, has found himself being on the shelf. Um, man, let's let's quote that. Um, and, and yeah, that's good. Not finding yeah. your identity necessarily in the college as a college runner, um, but as Christ giving you that ability. That's good. That's good. Um, let me ask this question. Um, what uh, what shoes are you running in? Uh, right now, man, I can't think of the name. I, I just switched. I usually run in, uh, in, uh, Mizuno wave riders. Uh, I just, I'm trying out a pair of ASICs. I'm trying to think what they are like USA or something like that. I, uh, they were something I had not heard of. I was standing in Academy looking at run shoes and I had not heard of them and I Googled them for reviews and they came in on uh, run uh, runners world had a review on them. Uh, they're they're kind of built on the Hoka type of uh, uh, a model, uh, pretty spongy, but pretty reactive. I kind of am, am enjoying them. They uh, pretty, pretty bouncy. So awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Asics just put out a new meta ski meta 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 speed pro or meta speed something um, that, yeah, they're supposed to be a pretty responsive and uh, um, very much a cushion distance shoe. Um, but that's awesome. Well, cool. Um, okay, so let's talk about your birthday because uh, you did something uh, for the first time that I did. I didn't do it for my birthday. Right. Um, you and I just joined a club that I'm going to just have a humble brag because this is a club that I have ached to want to be a part of. And we both made it happen this year. So congratulations and welcome to becoming an ultra runner. Yes, you too, man. So, yeah. So I, uh, turned 50 this year. And so I don't know why I did it, but somewhere back, I don't know, about a year before I turned 50, I had this bright idea, 50 K in, in year 50. And, uh, so I started out like last May trying to train the race. I picked a goal race uh, that was actually in April. And uh, so I started like that, you know, May, I figured I'd give me a full year to kind of get there. I started out trying to train and I couldn't, I just couldn't break through. I get to about 13, 14, 15 miles and couldn't, you know, just see like I was tap, tapping out and of course 50 K's 31 miles. And so uh asked around I ended up hiring a coach and he worked with me a lot on diet and running uh and so in spite of being a runner I was sitting at about 200 pounds uh but when he he put me on this diet and uh got me to kind of start uh you know we just started training a whole different way slowed everything down I went from nine minute miles which aren't really that fast to start with but he had me training sometimes as slow as 13 minute miles just slow and long and uh when it was all said and done i ran the race at 179 pounds so uh, finished it i had a goal time kind of in mind of six hours i didn't quite get that from about 620 uh but, but finished yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yes. And um, tell us what what um, what ultra was it? it it's yeah, I ran the uh, Brazos Bend 50 down at uh, Brazos Bend State Park. 
Yeah, it was June. No, not June. It was it was the 9th of April. Yeah, April, the 9th of April. Yeah, it was I almost thought about driving out there uh, to, to get in on it. Um, but I didn't do it. Um, so it was yours. I think next year I'm going to shoot for that one for sure. Mine, mine was in January at the Big Bend Ultra, which I'm almost certain we're going to be back out there again. Um, there's an ultra happening next month here um, in the Junction area um, that I am looking at, at doing. But man, I have for sure, I don't know if it's like this for you, but after my first ultra, I am itching to get out there and do another one. All right, do you have that same feeling? I did. It's funny because right when I finished, you know, my family was at the finish line. I looked at my wife and said, don't ever let me sign up for something stupid. <laughs> uh, it, about four days later, I'm, I'm on, on the you know phone scanning the Internet, looking at uh, races. And I was kind of stuck between, you know, do I want to do another uh, 50K or, or do I want to shoot for a sub four hour marathon? And she just looks at me. She says, you told me not to let you sign up for anything stupid. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. So, oh. Yeah, well, keep going. I I, I think it's great. Um, here, here's what I appreciate, appreciate about you. Um, so just in the time that we've known each other, I want you to know. So this August will be my 40th birthday. Um, and so we're we're 10 years apart, um, but from uh, just knowing and growing our relationship, I, I looked up to you as a pastor, and it's, it's great that we get to be in the same room together to learn from each other, from me, to learn from you, um, to see your leadership skills as a pastor there at the board that we're, we're a part of together, uh, but then also to share this together, this, this push um, in our running is something that I, I can't wait till... Um, I turn 50 and do, um, maybe I'll do it since I've done a 50 K I'll do my 50 miler. I don't know. I'm maybe might get my 50 miler before then. Um, but, um, it's for sure something that I want to be doing forever. Um, I have two daughters, you have two sons. I have two daughters. One of them has taken to running a little more than the other. And, and so just to see that and to learn how as a father to, to push my daughter in a healthy way and to coach them and just to love it and enjoy it as a forever, a forever thing for their physical health. Um, it, it's, it's been fun to watch that. So I'm excited for that. And, um, yeah, we're going to have to get in some races together and, and, uh, push together. Sounds good. Let's do it. So. Did you ever hit that point? Um, let me ask this question. Did you ever hit that point where you just wanted to quit in your ultra where it just, it hurt? Yeah. So one thing that happened to me, I woke up Friday morning, the day before the ultra sick, uh, you know, allergies, bad cough, something in my chest. And, um, and so that, that already had thrown me off. And then Saturday morning I got up, I wasn't much better. My wife even questioned if I should run. I was like, nah, we're, I'm doing it. You know, it was too much, too much training went into it. Well, the race was the 50 K was two 15 mile loops. And, um, when I came through mile 15, they had a aid station, but it was kind of tucked behind the starting gate and I'm, I missed it. And I was about 200 yards past before I realized I had missed it. And both my water bottles were empty. And I, I had a moment of, you know, discussion with myself, do I turn around and go back or do I press on? 
and I made a, a ill-fated decision to press on and the next aid station wasn't until mile 19. And that also was about the time of day of starting to warm up. And so um, I was behind on hydration big time by the time I got to mile 19. And so I was, I was suffering pretty good, tried to catch up a little at 19. And I think there was another aid station about 21 and uh, try to catch up a little more. In fact, they had some medical folks at the at mile 25. There was an aid station and the guy stepped out. About 10 of us came up at once. He stepped out and questioned me as uh, to how. I was like, oh, man, like they're not, they're not going to pull me off the course at mile 25. And so uh, I had never done it before. But, yeah, the aid stations and the ultra, they got some pretty crazy stuff. And so they had Coca-Cola out there. And I was like, man, I never drank Coke and ran, but and <laughs> so I heard a little brown cups. So I downed about four of those. And lo and behold, it actually helped. And for the first time ever, my legs came back. I had never had the experience of being done and then having your legs kind of come back, but they, they really did at about mile 26. So uh, 26 to 31 wasn't, wasn't too bad, but between 19 and 25, I actually debated uh, dropping out at 21 um, because it came back by the start line, of course. So I was like, and, but you know, what kept me going is um, I had probably 50 people that were praying for me and I was thinking, I'm not going to go back and tell them, <sighs> you know, punched out. And so, uh, just kind of knowing they were praying, just kept grinding and, uh, sure enough, it, uh, you know, it worked out and I was able to, able to finish it up. Man, that's awesome. Again, congratulations. Yeah. I had that 23, about 22 to 25 hurt really bad. Um, my legs, same thing, cramping up and interesting. Yours was Coca-Cola. I never, eat pickles. I don't like pickles at all. And right. they had, they had the mini dill pickles and I ate like 10 of them. Okay. Um, and that was it for me. And I had that same sensation of, Oh, there's our clock there. Um, yeah, it, it was at, after those 10 mini pickles that my mm-hmm. legs felt just like, okay, I could do this. I could push, I can push past this and finish. And so that's cool. Coca-Cola and pickles. And people playing. So if you're listening, you need Coca-Cola, you need pickles, and you need people to pray for you. Um, now, we'll, we'll end with this. So ultra um, in the dictionary means going beyond what is usual and ordinary. And the truth is, as pastors, as ministry leaders, as husbands, as fathers, sometimes it feels like we're going beyond what is usual or ordinary. Um, and maybe just maybe at times we feel like we want to quit, but it's so worth pushing on. So if you hear anything uh, from myself or from Daryl, it is so worth it pushing um, and taking people with you. Daryl, I'm super humbled and honored that we got to do this together. So thank you for being on today. For sure. Good time. I appreciate it. Yeah, I am excited for what's next to come for you and your family um, and for us as ministry church leaders in our communities. And so can't wait till we hang out together again. So thanks for being here. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is TWP Conversations, thewholepastor.org. Check us out. Hope to hear from you soon. Um, Daryl, see you later. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye, everyone.